This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell. Your host alongside me today is Tony Shore, our trusty co-host. In this show, Tony, we're going to be tackling one of my least favorite issues, but one of the most important, especially when it comes to retirement, and that is, drum roll, I can't even do a drum roll, sorry. <laughs> Did sorry, you try? Audience. I don't... Can Mitch <laughs> insert one there for us? <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to talk about health insurance today and how it Ooh. plays into retirement. Oh, so I like that. Think? I like it. I mean, we've talked about health insurance a lot because it's been such a problem uh, for yourself, you know, with your son getting injured and you having to pay all that money out of pocket. Uh, but this Thanks is a little reminder. different. Uh, I, I know it's an ongoing problem for so many people out there. And I know we've gotten a lot of response from listeners about how this really hits home for people, but especially as it relates to retirement, I would assume. Well, I want to talk specifically about a couple of studies that recently uh, came out that are being touted by financial professionals around here that are a load of, of crap, for lack of a better term. Um, but <clears throat> it is open enrollment for Medicare. Yes. It's open enrollment also for the uh, health exchanges here in Florida. So yep. this is front and center on everyone's mind. And um, surprise, surprise, the costs for health insurance have gone up yet again. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. The average increase for health insurance, according to the Florida Office of Insurance Regulation, is 5.2% in the state. Um, the biggest carrier around here. Um, in Pinellas County is Blue Cross Blue Shield, known as Florida Blue. They asked for a 10.5% increase. <laughs> what the interesting part is, though, that um, I was looking at a study from the Healthcare Cost Institute. Um, they put, they've been doing this for a while, uh, healthcare prices, and they compare nationally. And nationally, healthcare costs are up across the board, but of healthcare prices in Tampa grew larger than any faster than any other city in the country between 2012 and 2016. Oh, no. You're kidding 21%. Yeah, more than any other area in the country. So our market is the worst, is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But no, no, I take that back. They're not the worst because while we grew the fastest, we are still 3% below the national average. Oh, wow. In Tampa. Okay. Well, they're just So we started low and and we're playing catch Yeah. But, you know, I I got a call uh, from a client today before the show, believe it or not, they said, Hey, um, I just got my price increase for health insurance. Can you help me? 
their price. It's a single woman. Um, she's older. She's not on Medicare though. Um, and, um, her cost is six, went from 613 per month to 720 a month. That's a 17% increase for the same exact plan from 2018 going into 2019. Wow. So, just because the average price increase is 5% in the state, that doesn't mean that that's what you're going to see. It's all dependent upon you uh, as an individual, not not as an individual, but you as a group in your zip code. A lot of the pricing is based on geographic territory within Florida. Right. But I, I know that before the show, you were giving me somber news as well, oh, Tony. Well, this is, it's funny. We should be talking about healthcare and increasing insurance rates because and I'm not making this up for the show. This is a hundred percent honest truth. Just yesterday, uh, we get our insurance through my wife's job and she has a great job, loves her job. But, uh, in her case, it wasn't that, um, uh, the same policy increased, although it, it was going to, uh, and it was going to be, I think around five to 6% increase in our costs if she was able to stay with it. But however, her company has just merged with another company. And so now they have to use that other company's insurance. And our health insurance, our monthly cost that will come out of her check, more than doubled. Wow. And you know what that does to a budget? I don't even care if we're talking about 300 to 600. That's, a, that's an impact uh, on a budget. And we don't have the option of going with my job because we're, I would get health insurance through, uh, the plan that we would need for our family would be over, it would be around 1200, 1300 a month, yeah. which would be way right. more than even the doubled price that she's paying or that we're going to be paying through her work now. So starting January one, our health insurance will more than double and mm -hmm. healthcare costs go up and health insurance costs go up. And I want to tell a little story. I sat in a meeting, Dan, and I'm not going to name names, Blue Cross Blue Shield. But at my work, we had everybody come in because it's open enrollment. So they had our insurance people come in to speak to us about the new plans and the increases. And I thought, well, I better attend this because maybe the plan will be better here than where my wife works. Uh, right. It never right. had been, but you never know what's going on. <laughs> Doesn't well, the, hurt the shop. Yeah. They came in and they said, well, you know, we lost money uh, on your company as a group last mm. year or or didn't make enough money. Uh, mm. You know, the way you worded it, I think it was, you know, there weren't enough profits with our company. So we need to increase your rates by 20 percent uh, and, and increase the <laughs> deductible. Uh, so after the meeting, I looked up Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, and Googled it and, and said profits and from reliable, like AP, AP news, reliable sources, New York times, um, blue cross blue shield reports record 1.2, I think it was billion dollar surplus from last year. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to pick on them, but they are the big player in Florida, you know, <laughs> well, so I people just, don't have a choice. Yeah. I have a problem with that, but yes, I mean, I don't mean we're not meaning to go after the companies, but come on. I mean, well, it's frustrating for me that, you know, struggling lower middle-class families have to, yeah, you can have a $1,200 a month policy. That's more than I'm paying right now for my mortgage uh, and uh, a high, de a seven grand deductible. Well, that doesn't work for us. 
Right, you know? and that's what I got hit with with my son. Yes. But there's two. There's some good news and bad news to your story, Tony. Yeah. The good news is it puts a um, it puts a little life and a little uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It puts some reality to your normally robotic voice. It puts a human touch to it. So that's the good news. The bad news is wait a minute. It puts a human touch to my normally robotic voice. Yes. So the listeners can say, wow, he's not just a robot working with Dan. He actually does have a a real life. I love um, it. Um, but in, in reality, no, that's bad news. No, you're, you're in trouble. Um, well, actually, you're, you're, we're, we're fortunate because my wife's, even with this new, even with it doubling, that's still less than I'd pay here. So yeah, <laughs> that's the sad part. Yeah. Uh, but the good news, are they are they doubling her salary to go with it? <laughs> like i said right, her, let, her raise won't even cover the increase in healthcare costs so yeah i mean so so what's going on here and 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 how does this relate to retirement because at least you're working right you have a salary right. to cover this stuff yeah um there's been some changes um to health insurance now when it comes to people not on medicare that health insurance marketplace is still around everyone thought that was going to go away when trump got elected. The mandate's gone. So people don't have to buy anymore. They're not required. You don't get fined if you don't have it. And that was a big thing. Oh, if you, if you eliminate the fines, then price is going to increase because everyone's going to drop out. No, that didn't happen. So that was a surprise. Prices did not go up more. In fact, they went up less since um, Trump. So it's becoming leveled out, you know, so they found a very high, comfortable pricing structure that works for them, um, and they're not increasing it as much. A five percent increase in health insurance costs is not unreasonable because you no, got inflation, no, no, and you know that. But when you go for thirty percent increase, you know, or ninety percent increase, like they did a few years ago, yes, it's just outrageous, right? Yeah, I mean, twenty percent so, or more, it, it like twenty percent uh, is terrible. A five percent increase, I would expect that. That's how it always used to be. But then over the last, like, you know, few years, we've seen, you know, a couple of years ago, we saw 20%. You know, it's crazy. Right. And and one of the things that Rick Scott was going to do as governor was to create a health care website, cost comparison website. The idea was, and this was a big agenda item for him, he, he was going to have a list of every facility, like hospitals and yep. doctors, how much they were charging per service. So you can go, oh, look at this hospital, Tampa General. They charge this much for an X-ray, whereas this hospital over here charges this much. And that was the idea. And it sounds great. I mean, uh, transparency was the big word there. Yeah. I, I was excited about it. Yep. And then uh, it hasn't happened because <laughs> some of these big name companies. <laughs> Why do you sound surprised, Dan? It hasn't happened. A politician promised it. Well, and he it really, happen. really wants it, right? And and I get it. I want it. Everyone wants well, it. Well, sure. But guess who's holding it up? The big insurance companies aren't given the data that yeah. they need. To, to yeah. The, I would imagine the healthcare providers and insurance companies don't want that data out there because right now it's like a shell game. Who understands all these costs and how it works? Because, you know, uh, when I was in the uh, hospital, or actually my wife, the you know, they brought her a, a styrofoam cup of water with a straw and they keep refilling it. And it wasn't like a cup that, you know, is thrown away after you use it. And I forget how much it was in the bill, like $25 for that styrofoam cup. And the straw. And, oh, yeah. The straw was included <laughs> in that. Sure. Right. And maybe a lid. But, you know, the that's the point. Like, you, once people see that, they'll start to say, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. But the insurance companies are under the auspices of, of um, market proprietary market insight and and secret trade secrets that they don't want to give this away. Come on now. We know the real deal here. 
But that's not what bothers me. That's so uh, we've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. What's well, what about been bothering retirement? me lately? Right. Is a study came out by Fidelity, and there was another study uh, recently um, by the uh, what they what, what the, the 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 effective name of it is. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up here. Um, Employee Benefit Research Institute (EBRI). So I'll read the headline for the EBRI first. Savings, Medicare beneficiaries need for health expenses. Some couples could need as much as three hundred and seventy thousand, up from three hundred and fifty thousand in twenty sixteen. Wow! And a little quote from their uh, study highlight: the median couple needs. Uh, if if they couple wants a ninety percent chance of having enough savings, they need two hundred and seventy three thousand dollars for health insurance. And health that's expenses. even that's even when you're on Medicare. That's out of that's pocket. Medicare, right? That's out right. of this pocket is, and doesn't include what's covered by Medicare. Well, this is where it gets misleading. This is where I can't stand it. And then let me read the headline from Fidelity. This came out in April of this year, twenty eighteen. A couple retiring in 2018 would need an estimated 280000 to cover health care costs in retirement, Fidelity analysis shows. Now, here's the problem I have. This is a bunch of bull, right? When you say it like that, it scares the crap out of people. Because you think you have to have that money in the bank right. to cover so health care. But that's not true. Oh, okay. And here's So let's, let's look at you, and, I'm, and let's give you an example, Tony. Let's talk about you retired now and you need a pizza budget, okay? okay. You spend 20 a week on pizza, $20 a week on pizza. Sure. I know that's low pretty end. low. Low end. But right, but let's just go with it, okay? okay. 20 a week. Okay. So you no, just you personally need $20 a week on pizza. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're going to retire for 30 years. You know what that means, Tony? You need $31,000 for pizza money in retirement. $31,000. Yeah. That's that's a little different than saying I need twenty a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's and, a, it sounds a thousand a, a year. Yeah. Right. So that's the problem with these sensational headlines and these studies. They're scaring people unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And what I find is that in retirement, health care costs are a lot easier to manage than they are prior to, um, because you don't really know what's going on. Like your wife. Well, she, Medicare she, helps. Obviously. Right, right, right. So Medicare is open enrollment for Medicare. And everyone in Florida knows that Medicare options are a dime a dozen. I mean, there's so many sure. uh, Medicare options here. You got you got television commercials, television stations dedicated to uh, Medicare Advantage plans, right? Like, I mean, it's it's crazy. The amount of mail you get when you turn 65 or when you're 64 and a half. Yeah. The phone calls, the door knocks, which are illegal, by the way. If someone knocks on your door, you ugh. Anyway, so people are getting bombarded when they turn 65 because there's so many options, and yeah. it's great. It's great for people. Now, there's a big talk of Medicare for all. Not going to work in Florida, in my opinion. There's just too many older people or what I would call more expensive health care costs. So it's got to be a national thing. All those retired people in Florida it would bankrupt the state. Is oh, yeah, we'd be what, bankrupt yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah, and I think even the, the really liberal Democrats in the state of Florida – understand that and have said that. So that's not an option for us right now. Unless we get a federal Medicare for all, we're going to be stuck with the system we have. So everyone's got to understand it, but they can't, you shouldn't be scared of it. And I don't like these sensational, you need $300,000 because what people do is then they say, okay, and financial planners are saying the same thing. All right, let's plan for And the problem with financial planners, a lot of them 
financial advisors or so-called financial advisors, stockbrokers or whatever they are, they don't have any education or background or experience with health insurance. Yeah. They just, oh, that's someone else's. Well, I don't do that. that. That's below me or that's a different expertise. And they don't coordinate or work with a health insurance person. So they have no idea. So they just use a study like this. All right, we need 280,000. So they're like, all right, we need to. And they're not thinking about it in terms of like long-term um, costs per year. And so what's happened is people get scared and they keep working. And I did a video on this. It's on YouTube. I hate it when I hear people continue to work for health insurance. Like that's not a reason to continue to work. Yeah. If you're miserable and you hate your job, you hate life, yeah. why are you working there? Oh, I need health insurance. See, that's the problem. That's a big issue, and I, I can't stand it. It bothers me. So I did a video on it. You can go to YouTube and watch it. Just go to Dolphin Financial Group and click on the video tab. But the bottom line, Tony, is once you do retire, you don't have to be fearful anymore because health insurance is a lot easier to plan for if you know what you're doing. Sure. Well, my I mean, uh, but, but what's the solution then? I mean, because my neighbor, uh, Tom, who's 66 now, um, he's still working because of healthcare benefits he gets to cover his wife who doesn't work. Uh, he, his wife, and he think he needs to keep working and that's why he is working. And he wanted to retire a year ago. Right. Right. Perfect. All right. So let's, let's talk specifically about the costs here and I'm going to give very broad numbers. I mean, we got Medicare. Sure. It, let's talk, let's start with someone going on Medicare, retiring at age 65 or older. And then we'll go to the people that retire early because that's a different scenario, like your neighbors. So um, if you if you retire at 65, you got a couple of expenses, right? You got Medicare and Medicare isn't free. Everyone, oh, Medicare. You can get part A for free, which will cover you at the hospital. Part B, you don't get for free. And that's the doctors. You have to pay for it. And it comes out of your Social Security check if you're on Social Security. If not, if you're not on Social Security, you actually have to physically cut a check to the Social Security office to cover Medicare. And right now, in 2019, it's gonna be $135.50 a month for Part B. So that's the first cost sure. right there. Now, that's for the average person. That could be higher if you have a higher income. It's a sliding scale. So for just, for the majority of listeners, it's $135.50 per month if you're on Medicare in 2019. Um, if you as a single person and you make more than 85,000 or you're a married couple making more than $170,000 of, in, of income, then your Medicare Part B costs go up and there's a sliding scale going up and it gets, it, it can get expensive. But for now you got 135. Okay. That covers 80% of your bills. Roughly you need to pick up a, um, uh, so you have part A and part B that's 135. You need to pick up a part D or a drug plan. Um, that's going to be what covers your drugs, D for drugs. So that's, let's just say that's 50 bucks. Okay. That's on average. You're, you, so now you're at 185 bucks a month. You're still short 20% of the bill, right? Medicare only covers 80%. So you have to pick up something to cover that other 20%. You can go the Medicare Advantage route here in Florida. There's a ton of them. And a lot of times they're free. So you don't have to pay anything more than that. And they cover the, and then you just have to pay for co-pays. Or let's just say you you want to just really lock down your Medicare expenses. You can buy a supplement and you buy the Cadillac plan, which, you know, plan F, plan G, you know, there's a whole thing going on right now. Plan Fs are going away. Plan G are taking over. But let's just say that costs you $200 a month. 
you turn in 65. So you pay $200 a month and 100% of your Medicare benefits are covered. You pay 50 for your drugs and you're also paying the government 135. So all in, you're roughly at $400 a month per person. That's a steady, solid plan for your health insurance expenses. Everything is going to be mostly covered. I mean, there might be a few things that aren't that Medicare doesn't cover, but if Medicare covers it, you're not paying anything beyond those premiums. You're looking at 400 a month. That's 4,800 a year. We'll call it 5,000 for extra $5,000 a year. That sounds a lot different than $280,000. Yeah. Yeah, it right? does. Now, it's I a mean, couple. you still have to come up with the five grand a year. Right. But let's now let's say you're a couple because this is what the study's saying. 20, 280,000 for a couple retiring. So it's 10,000 a year, $10,000 a year all in. Let's round up to 12,000, $1,000 a month for the two of you and all your medical expenses are covered. That sounds a lot more manageable yeah, than you need $280,000, yeah. right? So they're, they're saying the same thing because $10,000 a year for 30 years of retirement is $300,000, right? So I see where they're getting it. But when you put it in terms of manageable, uh, monthly payment, then you can plan for it. And that's much more useful when getting down to the nitty gritty. Now people can, that's the high end. People can save money by going on a Medicare Advantage plan. They just have to jump through hoops and, and learn all about that. But so that's the conversation you should be having with your financial planner. Let's talk specifics. Let's get into the details, the nitty gritty on health insurance, not just some blanket statement. And then that, cause that'll scare you. And then what? Then you'll say, Oh, I got to keep working. No, no. So there are extras. Like I said, part B is higher for higher income earners. Um, there's, there's, um, extra costs if you're not healthy, you know, if, if that's, you have to factor that in long-term care is not covered. We have to talk about that. Yeah. And then let's talk about the people that aren't actually on Medicare because that's an issue. Case in point, your neighbor, right? right? His wife so is he younger. Can go on Medicare. His wife is younger. So she's not on Medicare yet. Right. So let's, so now what happens then? Not everyone marries someone their age, right? Oh, we're both going to turn 65 the same year. No, that's not rarely happens. It's usually a couple of years difference apart normally, right? So that's reality. So if you want to retire and you're on Medicare, great. That's, there's an easy cost monthly, but done planet solid. Now, in this case, your wife's not on Medicare. What does she do? Well, you, you can plan for your own. You got your $5,000 a year for medical. You're set. Your wife now, what is she going to do? That's where the issue gets a little bit more complicated, and that's where you need even more planning. You can't just say, well, I don't know. As a financial planner, I can't just say, well, I don't know. That's you got to go talk to an insurance person. That's better than saying, here, it's going to cost you, I don't know, let's just plan for a couple thousand a year. No, you, you got to bring in an insurance expert. So what you got to do is now you have to look at where you can get health insurance. If you get it through an employer, that's easy. By the way, Tony, that study that I mentioned and prices going up, costs for group health insurance have also gone up. So their employers are feeling the pinch as well, as you just talked about with your company, you know? Yep. They're not making enough money off of you. Right. They're making money off of somebody. They got to make money off of somebody, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. They say that to everybody. Um, so, so when it comes to someone that's not yet on Medicare, there's a different system they have to use. They can't go on Medicare unless you're disabled. So what do they do? They have to use the federal exchanges because a lot of the companies here in Florida pulled out. They don't even offer health insurance anymore. You're really limited in what you can do. There's only a handful of companies that actually offer insurance to people under 65, not covered through an employer. And of those companies, most doctors only take one, maybe two. 
So you're really stuck with you know who. And so you have to really look at the pricing here. And the pricing is set by the insurance companies. The government limits it, you know, but but you're stuck. You're really stuck. So what do you have to do at this point? This is where the financial planning part really comes into play and the healthcare subsidies come into play. Because when you're working, your employer contributions are very nice, but when you're not working, you're stuck with the bill, 100%. So you have to really understand the state and federal healthcare subsidies. You have to really understand that because I'll give you a prime example. I have a couple, they both retired at age 60. They've been my clients for a few years now. Oh, they're actually four or five. They're going to be going to Medicare next year. So they said, what are we going to do? We, we don't have health insurance. So we went on the exchanges, the, the Florida exchange, and they were able, with my help, to plan their income to match the federal subsidy. And what I mean by that is we were able to keep their income just below the minimum, uh, the maximum of the government allows to get a subsidy, and they're getting a subsidy of roughly $16,000 a year. Hmm. $16,000 a year. And would you believe it that they still have to pay? Wow. Uh, that still costs more than that? Oh. Because they're as you get older, the costs go up. Um, they don't smoke, so if you smoke, your you, you costs go up even more. But they're when you get close to 65... If you're 64 years old, that's about as expensive as health insurance is going to get. So we made sure that their income showed below the subsidy so they get 16000 If they make $1,000 more in this year, they lose 100% of that subsidy. Oh, they lose sixteen grand. So you see, this is big that's numbers. That's crazy. So if you're not thinking about this and you're not truly understanding what these subsidies are, and and how much income you need to have to get a subsidy you're missing a you could be making a huge huge mistake and when you think about oh i want to keep working you know just so we have health insurance well if you got a ten thousand dollar subsidy from the government would that change your decision and maybe it would for your neighbor but maybe he's not factoring in healthcare subsidies or maybe he did but if you if you haven't had this conversation with a financial planner then you're then you're really dropping the ball here because health insurance in retirement before Medicare age is very tricky. It's very it's, it's nuanced. You have to really understand it. Yeah. Wow. And and so uh, obviously I love that you told that story uh, about losing that subsidy, you know, the subsidies uh, that they get the 16,000, they can't make $1,000 more or they lose it. That's uh, so obviously if, if you're not working with somebody who knows what they're doing and can help you figure these things out, uh, imagine the money that it would cost you or that you'd spend that you didn't have to. That's that's unbelievable. And so I think it's really important that people work with a financial professional like yourself and understand Medicare, especially now that we're in that open enrollment uh, time. Anytime that it's open enrollment, you have to look at these things and talk with somebody who's uh, worked with it. How can our listeners talk to you about this, Dan? Easily. We have an insurance agency as part of our Dolphin Financial Group. So we have people that'll do this. I personally am licensed to do this as well, so I can talk intelligently about it. I want to give people six tips, and then that should get them started, and then they can always call me. The number is 888-508-5935, or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. You can set an appointment that way. But I want to give six quick tips 
Well, now that we're in open enrollment on what they need to do, especially if you're getting close to retirement, okay? First, number one, HSA. We did a whole show on that, Tony. Health savings accounts, yep. how, how great they are. Couples that have an HSA are easily, they are more likely to retire early with me than they don't because there is that gap of, well, I'm not on Medicare yet, I wish I had extra money. HSA can really make up for that. So if you don't have an HSA, look at getting one. Two, make sure you're planning those subsidies. Understand them intimately. Know the details. Talk to someone that truly knows that those healthcare subsidies are because you may be missing out on retirement years by not knowing them. If you can retire earlier, if you get a subsidy, wouldn't that, doesn't that make sense? Not enough planners are talking about that. Um, number three, make sure you're thoughtful about Medicare. It's a big decision. You know, you see the ads, you get bombarded, you get overwhelmed and you say, you know what, I'm just going to go with what my friend has. She's got uh, company X, I'm going to go with them. Understand the differences between Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplements, figure out the costs associated with, do some some real thoughtful analysis on it. You can't, and and then big deal. You, you every year you kind of review. You don't don't look at it as um, something overwhelming because it's it doesn't have to be. Um, five, I mean four. Keep inflation separate for healthcare costs. So when you're planning your healthcare costs, add a little bit extra to healthcare because that seems to be always the case, Tony. Right? I mean healthcare costs go up faster than food costs. It seems. Um, so you got to do that. Number five, keep employer considerations in in mind. So when you're retiring, um, look at your health care benefits with the employer, what can continue, what has to stop, and make sure you're coordinating that with your retirement planner. So the retirement planner should be talking about your options, including what your company offers, if anything. And last but not least, Tony, I have to say it, this uh, this is a big factor when it comes to planning your health care expenses. Yes, you might be looking at a $300,000 bill over your lifetime, but it doesn't have to be that that crazy. It can be easily planned for. The one thing that people miss when they're planning their healthcare costs and the, what this study and these and these um, estimates don't consider is long-term care planning. Long-term care expenses are not covered by Medicare. Yeah, we're talking about nursing home, assisted living, things that you um, you know they, they'll give you 20 days and then Medicare says you're on your own. So people need to factor that in and. When they see a $280,000 uh, medical cost bill that doesn't include long-term care, they get overwhelmed. Yeah. So when you break it down into something manageable, you start to begin to say, all right, now let's talk about long-term care. What does that cost? And if you plan for that in advance, again, same thing. It can be a lot more manageable, and it doesn't have to be scary. Yeah, I think the key is plan ahead. Work with somebody like yourself who knows what they're doing and plan ahead based on your personal situation figure out a plan ahead of time. Uh, don't wait until you're 70 and in the thick of it and going, oh, uh, you know, I, maybe I should have done something. Uh, and then right. And, and, it and demand answers from your planner. Don't just say, oh, I need health insurance. I'll, I'll go. So get a referral to someone that knows what they're doing about health insurance. Yeah. You got to incorporate that into the financial planning. You can't operate these in silos because yes, they're very different things. You know, financial investing and healthcare ins and insurance costs are two very separate things, but they have to meld together or else your financial plan, your retirement plan could be in jeopardy. Right. There's but no it all, reason why but they both fall both. under the purview of retirement income planning and retirement Absolutely. income because uh, retirement income has everything to do with your financial investments, your IRAs, your 401ks, uh, your nest egg, 
your and everything else financial, your mortgage, your debts, and healthcare costs are Absolutely. all have to be included. And if somebody s- tries to separate it out and say, "No, your healthcare, just go, you know, go buy in healthcare insurance," uh, that's not the solution. You have to have it part of the plan. Well, hey, we're out of time. A great show and great message today. Good advice. Is there anything you want to add for the listeners before we go? Yeah, if you want to talk about uh, any sort of health insurance questions during open enrollment or even outside of open enrollment, Tony, you and I are going to be having that conversation after the show, it seems, about your uh, your wife's uh, medical uh, insurance situation. Give me a call. The number is 888-508-5935 or go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Thanks, Tony, for a great show. All right, and that does it for today's Dolphin Financial Radio Show with our host, Dan Wendell. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at DolphinFinancialGroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for information informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.